<laughs> Why are you sat in the dark? Uh, I can sit in the light if you want. Doesn't really change anything. It makes me look more oh, like it. So, you look so much sadder in the light. I know. That's, I look... so, that's so rude, Sam. Ed's blessed us with his appearance yet again. and, and, yeah. and Sorry, because you... in the light I look a lot like an earthworm. <laughs> earthworm Ed. Like, yeah, just an earthworm that's poked itself out of, like, human clothes at the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, uh, there was two games of football. Two. What the fuck do we do now, boys? Um, well, I suppose we talk about the two of the games in question. That is true. That is very true. Um, shall we get started? Before with, we have uh... to pivot to like off-season European basketball. Yes, man. <laughs> I'm all about the European basketball. Yeah. Barcelona's basketball team. Let's go. Yeah, the battle for the battle for Latvia's championship. <laughs> Never Sicilian curling. Latania. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I've just noticed your mug, Sam. It's a good. Mug. I didn't see it. What mug is it? It's a Troy and Abed in the morning. Oh, excellent. Uh, so does that mean you've watched Community then, Tom? No. <laughs> I I think at this point the desire to watch Community is in the is in the mud because of how oh. many times people ask me about watching Community. But you know about Troy Narbed in the mud. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen like clips. The clips are fine. So, so when someone asks you to watch a TV show, you just go to like no, because no, because like best community no, moments. No, 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 <laughs> it's not what happens. What happens is I'll watch something that I actually wanted to watch on Facebook, and then uh, Facebook immediately then goes, "Oh, you occasionally like community clips because we show them to you." We have another community clips that's the same one that you've already seen and then I'll be like alright and it always starts with Troy and Abed in the morning so you know maybe I've been uh, pissed off but every morning should but yeah you know what are, this might be a, a bit too telling but what are the kinds of things that your Facebook kind of pulls you up after a video that you actually wanted to watch E4 clips of like skins comes up quite a lot Misfits I every so often, but not since I watched Misfits, which has got me very suspicious. <laughs> Ever since I watched Misfits, it stopped showing the Misfits clips. Exactly, uh, it fulfilled its purpose. Yeah, um, mine is always either TikTok compilations, which is fairly basic, yeah. or I keep having to tell Facebook that I do not want to see Barstool Sports videos, and it will <laughs> not listen to me. Um, it's either that or those weird like Turkish cooking videos with the kind of sweet, simple, smiling man, where he takes an entire fish and just puts, like, a gourd in it. I don't think I've seen this, but your Facebook <laughs> no, is clearly different to mine. <laughs> we, re- we run in different circles. The internet is a scary place. Yeah, that's why, uh, why I steer clear. You say you steer clear. Ed joined Twitter! <laughs> yeah, that's right, I did, yeah, funnily enough, yeah, I did Mr. actually join Twitter. Twitter. Are you sat in front of, like, a... a street sweeper that's going off directly outside your window. No, I'll tell you what it is. I've got a candle that crackles. Oh, oh, it's a candle. I thought it was a siren. No, feel free to leave it on if you want. Well, I mean, if it's going to damage the audio quality, then I might. It's uh, There is no difference. Hmm. 
I'm, I'm taking a brownie break. Fill the dead space. I feel like you've had more break time in this two minutes that we've started this recording than you have actually said words. So, you know, we're, that's what we're trying to do here. We're very How can you see me? I made a brownie. We're a professional outfit out here. Yeah. Ed's lighting a candle and Sam's eating a brownie and you've just yeah. left me the most incapable one to ramble. Excuse me. I I'd argue uh, with that. Yeah, I, I joined Twitter. That's that's a thing that I did. <laughs> yeah, the more time you spend on Twitter, your inherent value as kind of both a part of this podcast and a member of like functioning human society just kind of steadily drops. I can attest to this because I spend a yeah. lot of my free time on Twitter. I had to put like a, a lock on my phone for like time spent on Twitter. So I get 30 minutes a day now and that's it. You see this, I mean, I think I'm not going to say that I'm immune to Twitter, but I think basically I prefer listening to myself to other people. So I think that if I, <laughs> <laughs> you, want, if I... you want Twitter to just be your timeline where you yeah. can post more tweets and then bask in your yeah. I mean, in fairness, looking through your feed, it is entirely that. You haven't retweeted anything. You occasionally share a good iron <laughs> extra thing. You didn't even retweet the fucking episode. <laughs> I posted an episode and I posted a tweet and Ed follows the account and he didn't retweet it. And uh, this was... this he couldn't was, even um, plug his own fucking project. This was before, uh, just for the listeners, if you ever see... If you ever see something at on NFL Twitter, underscore Wilkins, and NFL underscore Wilkins, that is me, and I will henceforth, henceforth and forthwith, I will, you know, retweet every episode of this crazy, crazy journey we go on together. <laughs> this journey that's about two years in the making. What has happened <laughs> to all of our lives to put us in two years in a podcast? <laughs> Welcome to Stiff Upper Lip, the NFL podcast by Brit, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Long. Me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. Something about Ed's tag being NFL underscore Wilkins makes me laugh, and I can't really put my finger on it. Yeah, you, you know what you get, like, with other people, like, there might be a politi- bit of political commentary. Nope. No, it's, <laughs> just all, it's just all NFL tweets. Like someone's got to look and be like, Ed Wilkins. No, right. NFL. Ed Wilkins have hit podcast stiff up a lip. Writer for Gridiron Extra. Man. Yeah, that is me. We have we have defined me as a person. Look, yeah. at least, I mean, everybody's got to have something. Mm-hmm. Most of us still trying to find our way, but you, sir, you've found your calling. <laughs> Podcaster and writer. Yes, sports writer, please. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you're right. Um, Just a casual transition... reminder before we move over from anything else uh, Ed is a published poet. That is I true. I have Monono on my bookshelf, I believe. See, it's a, it's a very, very, very limited edition. <laughs> How many people Let have bought it? Book. How many people have bought my poetry book? Yes. Um, this is how many free copies have you given out of your poetry book? 
I'm certainly a, a I net loss. Paid, <laughs> I paid good money for that collection. Yeah, and don't you feel foolish? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's not like it's anywhere else. Yeah, I mean that is true, and you know if if my podcasting does mean that I can have a side side hustle which is poetry. <laughs> Evan NFL podcaster, writer, beat poet. <laughs> this is Section just where you write for <laughs> <laughs> Um Before we, yeah, before we move on to um, you know the actual topic of this podcast, can I get a kind of um, can I read the room on your opinions on nuts and brownies? Uh, I personally will shoot you if you try and put a nut in a brownie. <laughs> But that is entirely based off of selfish, selfish desires. Yeah, Tom is definitely allergic. Pecan. To all nuts? Yeah, pecan. The pecan. Oh, sorry, you fucking... Well, it's not, it's not a pun, is it? It's a pan. Pecan. Tom, you have to weigh in on this. I don't have to weigh in on shit. <laughs> I mean, if anything, for Tom to have an opinion on this would be kind of out of a lack of respect for himself. I'd be skewed. That his body has decided will kill him. <laughs> that was actually my main thinking for why I stayed perfectly quiet. Then, yeah. Have you have you seen a nut at any point where you've thought, like, you know, I can't have nuts, but that looks pretty swell, or some kind of nut product. Not not product, yeah. I think um, there's there's certain stuff that's got like almonds in it that I quite like the look of, and also like I am jealous about Nutella and I am jealous about five, uh, five Guys. That's true. Those are the I those can, are the three things really. I could make you a fucking chocolate hazelnut back cover that would make you shit yourself. That doesn't sound like a good thing, and it would make me <laughs> shit myself. Yeah, if it has dairy, if it has dairy, it would make me shit myself. So what if you've it was done Tom here, and it had nuts in it, he would die. So what we've done here, Sam, is you've killed me, and you've made Ed shit himself. <laughs> good job, two I mean, birds, one stone. That's hard things to do. It's it's all part of the Sam Longden dynasty of this podcast. To be the one true sportcaster. In like 2017, uh, I mean, when he's like, still here. <laughs> I feel like my, you know, this year I, I can speak uh, in a slightly more knowledgeable way about football and its comings and goings. Um, but I feel like as a podcaster, I've, I've really kind of evolved in a way that you two simply haven't. Sam, because of the amount of football knowledge that you have shown over the course of this season, it would put you in the top five most knowledgeable sport writers and sportcasters and talking heads in just anything. All talking heads to do with football are useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except Chris Wessling. Yeah. You now, know awesome, enough. Chris. you now know enough to know that just saying, you know, Brady doesn't handle pressure up the middle well, that's a faux pas. Yeah. Suck at Colin Cowherd. <laughs> I, I saw a video um, actually recently while we're still on the topic of shit sport writers and uh, like media people. Uh, Skip Bayless arguing with himself 
where someone's taken two clips of Skip Bayless arguing for Aaron Rodgers being one of the greatest quarterbacks and against Aaron Rodgers being one of the... And they match up perfectly into an argument against himself. It's brilliant. It's absolutely marvellous. Well, is that just like the battle of his inner demons? Uh, I, I reckon so. I mean, everything's a battle with your inner demons when you skip Bayless. Oh, yeah. Are you a human being? That's what I want to know. Too many questions, not enough answers. We're bringing it back, baby. He just knows how to game the system, man. What? He 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 doesn't hold any real opinions. He just holds the opinions that will get him the most action. Exactly. I I do believe at one point Stephen A. Smith did have a, a formulated opinion, but that must have been sometime around 1989. I'm glad that I don't like immerse myself into football culture enough that I really know who people like Skip Bayless or I've already forgotten his name. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, like I know who Stephen A. Smith is, but I've never heard him say anything. And I think Stephen A. Smith especially sort of reminds me of like a warship. Like, you know, <laughs> because the engine has to be running so high before it starts to move. It's like he gets so angry before he's able to articulate the point because the only way he's able to articulate a point is through screaming. Yeah, that's true, actually. And to be fair, I will say one thing in in favour of Stephen A. Smith is that now that he's only... He's learned his comfort zone is basketball and he only really briefly comes outside of that for football. He doesn't... Like, when he was doing, like, baseball and hockey takes as well, it was almost like it fried his brain for 10 years straight. And he never formulated any opinion about anything because it was all just shouting. Whereas Which now, is, yeah. he's dropped the other two that he doesn't know anything about. And I feel like he at least has one sentence, an episode, that isn't complete horseshit. So good oh, job, Stephen. Like for the first year of this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all two episodes you did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. What did this happen around the NFL this week? Uh, um, I don't know, but... I mean, they are our rivals. That was just what I did, like, in preparation for the episodes, like, on the bus home from my lectures, I'd listen to to around the NFL, make notes, and then watch the highlights of, like, 10-minute highlights of games on YouTube. Actually, Sam, you know, because you used to do that before you came into a recording, and you didn't listen to any of our episodes from last year, does that mean that you listen to Around the NFL more than you listen to our own show? So he contributed to this podcast to a net negative. Yeah. I do, well, no. I don't have to like... <laughs> I don't have to like... He's got him. Re- really big boys. Net negative my arse. You like GSK? The pharmaceutical company. Yeah, quite <laughs> Shall we get on with some games? Because we've got something else to talk about in a bit. We probably should. Yeah. Yeah. The, be wise, then. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the first team in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55. They beat the Green Bay Packers 31 to 26. Ed's face hasn't stopped being a uh, gleeful smile. Um, Tom Brady didn't look great for the majority of the game, but the Packers didn't actually make him really pay for it. 
Yeah. No, three interceptions and what six points from those yep. kind of possessions fact, that they... it might have only been three. It was six points, but on the first two possessions, I think that after turnovers, the Packers went negative four yards. Yeah, and punted so... away twice. <laughs> That's That's yeah, not good. I mean, obviously, kind of the the decision in the fourth quarter to take a field goal and, you know, just hope that you get a stop against Tom Brady. You know, I think you could peg a lot of things on that. I think if they would have just gone for that touchdown and, you know, it probably would have turned out differently. But at the end of the day, they, you know, so many kind of drives where they went kind of, you know, negative four or five yards and... I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that it just seemed like they weren't executing, but they weren't really making good play calls either. It was just sort of yeah. a quite... It, it felt very unprepared for the Buccaneers team that they'd already faced. It lacked creativity, didn't it? I mean, that was one of the key criticisms you could have made of that, mm-hmm. of the way the Packers went about it. They're just... It wasn't a very creative game plan. No, um, and defensively, I think that they played like reasonably well. But I think that the the thing that killed them more than going for the field goal instead of a touchdown, because either way you need a stop anyway, was end of the second uh, second quarter, six seconds left, play prevent defense. Don't bother letting Scotty Miller in over the top. And Tom Brady burns them with a beautiful pass. But Kevin King yeah. had an absolute stinker. And that one right there is the one that, for me, basically killed the game. Yeah. The Packers I mean, came out stronger second play. half, but the damage was done. Yeah, that's as much on the play call as it is on King. Hmm. I, mean, just... I think it's more on the play call. I mean, why are you, well, yeah, playing... Yeah. Why are you playing man coverage in that situation? It beggars belief. Yeah, I agree. Because um, it is it's a lot more manageable without that score. So yeah, it it, yeah. it does make me as a as a sort of proud Vikings fan. It makes me very very happy to see the Packers out of it. And on the one hand, I do kind of feel I don't I don't feel sorry, but I feel like the rest of the Packers team combined to do Aaron Rodgers really dirty in that game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, MV- MVS had probably his best game for the Packers with four catches, 115 yards and a touchdown. A beautiful long play as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, aside from Devontae Adams, the Packers do not have an option. And it's like, for as good as the fire under Aaron Rodgers' arse has been, you do feel like maybe if they had taken one of the many wide receivers in the in the draft, Maybe if they had taken a, a guy even in the second round, they could have actually had a decent decent go of it. Mm, uh, I guess so. it's it's difficult to say. You know, you should have done that thing now. That's almost like nine months ago. But I, I get I get your point. I think that I would say more. I don't know. I think that there it was. It, what I mean is the play call and every play in the red zone was 
just drip feed Devontae Adams. Yeah. And like it worked until it didn't. <clears throat> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like there was there was so many drives where they were turned away because they were trying to force feed it to Devontae Adams. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean especially yeah. go on. I'm not convinced that, you know, having drafted a receiver would have ailed, you know, because I, I think a lot of it's to do with play calling. You know, I don't think they're that undermanned at receiver. Like, obviously, Devonta Adams is, like, prodigiously, you know, gifted and productive in, like, short yardage situations. Um, but, you know, MVS has been very kind of hot all the year, but he's certainly, you know, he's a good receiver and... Uh, I think we're forgetting a little uh, a young start, Al Mazard. The little engine that could Al Mazard. Did you um this this will have to get cut, but it's me, so I don't mind. Ed, did you listen to the last episode? I did. Did you? Yeah. Have you seen that um Pat McAfee interview? <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it looks like. So he looks like he's just like taking a big thing of spice and it's just there like <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen any of his uh, fruit juice TikTok reviews? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's... <laughs> it's just the best. Uh, I, I, you can't hate them, man. But yeah, I think you know, I think the should have drafted a wide receiver thing is a bit overly simplistic in, you know, the Packers in like it's, an analysis of their failings. It's actually it's kind of difficult. I mean, obviously, Elton Jenkins aside, he had a, like a great year this year. It's difficult to see if you look back in recent memory who the Packers have drafted well, like that's kind of panned out. Mm. And I because a lot of their a lot of their good players at the moment are players that are brought in like through three agency. Because, like, do you remember when they drafted Jace Sternberger, the tight end? Yeah, I do remember that. Where the fuck is he nowadays? Where Where is Jace Sternberger? Like, AJ Dillon was, like, fine, but when the game was on the line, they didn't go his way. They barely ran the ball in the red zone at all. Was that on a certain uh, gigantic human being in the middle of the... Uh, <laughs> Well, in the middle of the Buccaneers' defense, though, <laughs> it, was it on play a play a part in that? Well, he was the best player on the pitch, in my opinion. But I actually think it goes to something even bigger than Vita Vea. I think it goes to Aaron Rodgers' ego, which might be the only thing bigger than Vita Vea on the pitch. I'm like, going to disagree. Was, he was throwing, he was wanting to throw the ball. I'm going to disagree with you on the best on the best player on the pitch because, like, Shaq Barrett had an absolutely yeah. barnstorming day, three sacks as well. It was... I, I suppose the whole D-line did that bit as well, because Sue and Pierre-Paul both got sacks as well. Yeah, Steve McClendon had a good game as well. <laughs> that tells you all, you all you need to know, really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the Buccaneers defence uh, has been outrageously good this year at times. Other times sort of fallen off of a cliff like the Saints game or the Chiefs game but they make adjustments and I'm I'm not going to lie it's probably been them that's that's got them there really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this knack don't they of like 
I mean, it's the, the classic bend but don't break thing where they don't really, aside from the MVS plays, they didn't really give up many big plays in the postseason, I would say. No, I agree. Look out with uh, with Patrick coming to town. Should we move on to the second? I agree. Yeah, let's move on to the Bills at Chiefs game, which ended 38-24. Storm. Uh, Kansas City romped Buffalo in this game. Uh, and the Bills had no answer. Yeah, this broke my heart a bit. I just, I, I desperately wanted this for Buffalo, and just wasn't there. I mean, when, I guess when you you have like absolutely no run game, mm. yeah, it, you have to be so consistent, like passing. The, uh, yeah, they needed to. Anyway. They needed to be perfect in in every other asset to make up for not having a run game. I mean, Devin Singletary six carries, seventeen yards. T.J. Yeldon three for fifteen. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. much. Only Josh Allen really was able to scramble anywhere. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen had like eighty yards, didn't he? Yeah, eighty-eight yards. I, it wasn't even yeah. a bad game, really, from 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 Josh Allen. Uh, but no, no, uh, It just the, felt like they just didn't connect enough. The fear yeah. for the rest of the league is that I would argue that this is the first performance all year where the Chiefs have been firing on all cylinders for all four quarters. Yes, I'd agree yeah. with that hundred percent. Yeah, which is why it's so worrisome. A that it's happened now, and B. That they found that there is a higher gear that we all knew they could get to, yeah, to like comfortably beat the next best team in the AFC. Oh yeah, and it's not even as though like before the game there was much of a gap there. It's not like when back in like 2016 the Patriots were just out and out the best team, and there was nobody else in the AFC worth a damn. It's like yeah. the Bills were genuinely in that Chiefs upper bracket, and the Chiefs just. Turned them over for four quarters. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. He got the cane out of the cupboard and gave them a thrashing. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. There's not uh, there's not a great deal else to say. Tyreek Hill was unplayable. Travis Kelsey was unplayable. Patrick Mahomes was not even at the pinnacle Patrick Mahomes level, and yet somehow still unplayable. Do you know who I think? was the biggest well it's not exactly going to be like a bizarre thing but Mikol Hardman was and has it many times this season and in his career been the deciding factor in a Chiefs win or a loss he is the <laughs> one lone chaotic man on that Chiefs team that could almost completely derail their plans because he did first quarter uh muffed muffed punt Absolutely no reason to field it. It was inside his five. He then fumbles it into his own end zone and the Bills recover it in a touchdown. Um, and then second quarter, he then goes out there and has a receiving touchdown uh, and a, a kick return. So it's like, okay, cool. Nice. Thanks. Thanks, me, Cole. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess the... I, I wouldn't really know what else to say about the Chiefs, but I guess, yeah, the Bills this game was kind of 
you know, the, so many of their wins this season have come when they've been damn near perfect mm-hmm. or they've been playing teams where, you know, they didn't really have to be perfect, certainly kind of defensively. And it it just seems like the Chiefs, yeah, even if something doesn't go to plan, then... Mahomes will just throw like a no look pass, or like he'll run it like forty or fifty yards down the field mm-hmm. because it's like unplayable, and that's kind of that. Yeah, I mean, what I will say, just to go back to Tom's point briefly about Michael Hardman, I think it speaks to we should we shouldn't say we shouldn't forget also that Andy Reid is unplayable. Yeah, like for most oh, most yeah. most coaches when they saw. Hardman off that punt, right? Most coaches would be like, get out of this team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sit on the bench and think about what you've done. Yeah. Andy Reid goes in and the next play calls a jet sweep. They so get like, yeah. 50 yards. Yeah, he was yeah. just like, get straight right. back on the horse. Fuck you, me, Colt. Right. <laughs> Come on out then. <laughs> Use those legs. Um, yeah, I, to be fair, with the Chiefs, it's, it's very much, especially offensively, they have the three, like, the three sort of corners of the offense you've got your hill kelsey and mahomes but the sum of the parts around basically everyone else like they could throw the ball to Meikle, they could throw the ball out the backfield to daryl williams clyde edwards hilaire could take a jet sweep or he could take a, a wheel route Le'Veon bell if he's healthy for the super bowl could end up making making some plays you know the Chiefs, Byron Pringle, Sammy Byron, Watkins. Byron Pringle. <laughs> Sammy Watkins wasn't even active in this game. And like <laughs> he's a you still have to pick. Yeah, you still have to cover for him just in case. It's they have three main assets and then everyone else is probably still as a whole better than you because of Andy Reid's coaching. It's a phenomenal offense um and a phenomenal team. And to be honest, I don't see their Super Bowl window coming to a close anytime soon. But here is one thing, right? And I told this to you earlier, but I'm going to tell Sam now. Out of 26 career games, Sam, in which Patrick Mahomes has played the first and last snaps for the Chiefs, he has won 25. <laughs> the, one game, the one game he lost was the NFC, sorry, the AFC title game two years ago against Tom Brady's Patriots. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a scary sight. It's tasty. If there's one, if there's one guy who can mastermind an offense to beat the Chiefs, though, very true, very true. Um, just, just quickly, because obviously, I mean, most of the teams in the NFC uh, divisional round are led by very old guys. In the AFC, you, you couldn't name a single team in that divisional round who's who's not going to be contending for a few more years. Ravens, Browns, Bills, Chiefs. All four of those teams are going to mm. be right up there every every year. We probably could end up seeing a repeat of the divisional round again if they all play the yeah. cards yeah. right. I mean, then then you've got the Chargers, you've got the the Titans, the New York the New Look New York Jets, the New Look New York Jets. <laughs> They're coming, baby. Robert Salah, ten and six. The Dolphins, oh. actually. Yeah, it could be up there. The Dolphins. Can we call them the Dolphins anymore? No. Yeah, uh, that kind of petered out. It petered out the moment that Tua Tungavailo was sort of regressed to average. 
He, well, yeah. the moment he got on the field, really, he was never as fun as Fitz. True. I don't yeah. believe these rumours, though, that they're like going to move on from Tungabailoa. No. No chance. Oh, that's, that's horseshit. I would like to say, before we move on entirely, I thought some of the play calling from Buffalo, like the, the fourth and two punt, yeah. not field goal, when you're down by like, I think they were down by 10 or 12 points at that point. And you know, like they have, they have such an explosive offense. And obviously, you know, they struggled to find their feet. But if you're not going to go for it, then then when will you? There's, uh, I think it it's a kind of it does the team a disservice when the play calling is that conservative. I agree with you it's totally. I I I one hundred percent I am with you. But then equally, there is no greater psychological torture than playing the Chiefs. Well, yeah, and playing but, Andy Reid. But the other thing is, is, is the scary bit about the Chiefs is the offense and how they can rack up the score at any time. Surely yeah. you know going into the game that you need you need touchdowns, not field goals. Yeah, as the old yeah, adage you goes, need to, you need to take it where it comes. And like you know, if they'd have run that, you know, gone for it on fourth and two, and gone for it with I can't remember what kind of yards they were on with that twenty-seven yard field goal, I think it was, later in the game. But, you know, if they'd have gone for those and it hadn't have worked out, then, you know, sure, they would have gone out fucking swinging. Yeah. But they it just, just kind of... doubt, unfortunately. Yeah, which for, for a team that looked so exciting, like, the the vast majority of this season, is just sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they this isn't their only chance to, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not like the Saints. Like the Super Bowl window isn't closed. No, <laughs> I mean yeah. Josh Allen. You, you, you look through their roster, and they were running back away from a cha- another yeah, championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've got a, a pick where it's not egregious to take a running back. No, there's there's plenty of guys as well. It's sneakily quite a running back heavy draft class this year. Apparently, I haven't done my digging. I probably need to because in a few months' time we've got our draft extravaganza. Um, ah, but get it in early. One quick thing before we before we move on that I wanted to talk about is Cole, Ble- uh, Cole Beasley finished the game seven for eighty eight. Um, he also did it with a broken fibula. You know, he was in the playoffs with a broken leg. What he played a playoff yeah. game. He played this game with a broken leg and had the most receiving yards on the Bills. He has okay. a broken he has a broken fibula and he played that way. Ah, I'm sure it can't it it'll be a chip or something. No, no, no. It's Thomas Thomas one hundred percent serious. Um, I, I, no, am, you know. I am serious, he's broken his he has broken I mean, his fibula. A chip's still a break. I think it's some you, you I'm gonna it. see I'm gonna see what like break he got because I'm interested. But please do talk most yourself. Okay. Um, I mean, what we could do is, while Sam's researching this, should we play a small clip of Cole Beasley's rap album over the top? I I don't know whether or not we would be allowed to, but I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can try. What? Cole Beasley's rap album? Yeah, Cole Beasley's. Right. Yeah, I know he's got a rap album. I think, in fact, I think he's released like three albums at this oh, point. Cole. Okay, I'll I'll be gone for a smidge long. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's beautiful. It is. I've not heard it yet, but I already know that it is beautiful. What's um, the song? What? What's the song called? What do you mean? What's the song called? You haven't heard it yet, but you know it's beautiful. 
No, I just I just know that he him having a rap album will be beautiful. There's oh. a song called Sometimes, which you know, speaking as a music fan, I was not I was not like completely anti Cole Beasley's rap album. Is it? I, is I, it? I, wait, wait, but no. you don't like rap, so you're you are a little bit. Okay. No, I mean it's yeah. I I I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Rap. So you don't like rap? I I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go as far as say I don't like rap, but I I don't like, actively choose to listen to rap artists above other musicians. Please rap album. Listen, it's not a good I, hill to be on. To actively listen to rap, but this guy's got something. Yeah, Ken, well, shove you Kendrick Lamar. I'll take Cole Beasley any day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now you're portraying me as some sort of racist, which I'm not. <laughs> I also only listen to John Cena and Eminem. What of it? <laughs> oh, do you know what? Speaking of Eminem, and and I don't know whether, in fact, no, wait, we we will be allowed to say it. But have you seen? He tried to make a comeback, but when he wasn't on drugs, and he's in like a he's in like a car park, like doing a freestyle, and it starts out with him. Doing possibly the worst bar I've ever heard. Who's this? Eminem. Oh, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. That's that's how it started. <laughs> I'm genuinely not joking. Awful. I think it was about Trump. The whole thing. It was abysmal. Get back on the drugs, um, Marshall. That's what I say. <laughs> really? Um. Yeah. Just again before we go off on another wild tangent. Uh, it was just Cole Beasley that said that he was playing on a broken leg, so I think he's just got a stress factor that he's like, oh yeah, it was broken, but I just took some meds and then it was okay. You just play through the pain. Like you've not got a fucking broken leg. I mean, that by annoys. definition, you do have a broken leg, and it will also have been painful. I think, I think it's egregious to call a stress fracture a broken leg. Sounds there like show me the cast. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this man. Later. I am a medical professional. Send me X-rays. <laughs> <laughs> I it, it's annoying. I think he, you know he's just saying he played through a playoff game and a broken leg. This is cloud. the worst take I've seen out of your mouth for quite some time. So, Cole Beasley is a coward and a liar. You know who? You know how I occasionally, by the way, um, go through this thing where I say uh, Sam looks like a certain person from the NFL. Yes, I found who I think he looks like most. Go on. One sec. I'll I'll see if I can change, share my screen. He looks like 2012 Sam Bradford. One sec. I will. Oh, you're sharing the screen. Okay. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. It's fortunately it's on his Wikipedia page, which makes it a bit easier. Oh, I need, you need to be enabled. Oh. Why Fine, I'll tell you what, Tom. You share your screen and just go on Just go on Sam Bradford's Wikipedia page. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> you might be onto something here. Wait. In For the listeners, go, go, go look it up. All right. Can you see it? Okay. I'm, I think I'm like Sam Bradford if his face was kind of squashed in <laughs> like a yeah, bit it's true. there is a there is actually another am i mike london i think uh no maybe you like if someone you like if someone stuck mike glenn's head in like the shino baller 
<laughs> Tom, the one of him for the one of him with the bears when he's got just like a little bit of hair. Hang on, this is who you actually look like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> for the listeners, it's Jonathan Williams, uh, ex Crystal Palace player. <laughs> But only bought, like, not when he had his, like, shock of blonde. Yeah. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you, and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. Yeah. So. Okay. Anything else to get on to? Yes. Edward, I hope you prepared your, uh, your research. Um, is, it, is it caviar today? It's is caviar it today. It, it might be time for caviar. One second, then. Oh, Unless you wanted to do it next week and keep everyone waiting. Well, I mean, we can do. We only have one game to talk about next week, but it is the big one. So I kind of yeah. wanted to do caviar on the on the week of many tangents. Caviar on the week of many tangents. What? Have you guys tried caviar before? I have, I have. yes. it's Absolutely. I loathe it. It's you hate so it. Horrible. What? No. Uh, oh. No, it, it, it's not something that I ever want to experience, like, in that form, like, that kind of flavour. Like, I don't want incredibly intense kind of seafood, like, briny taste in tiny little pearls. See, I would actually... I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, I wouldn't eat caviar just, like, off a spoon. No. But I've had some caviar ones that was, like... It was, um... Like, someone had rolled some sushi in caviar, and that was absolutely fucking... Actually, yeah, I think I have had that. Um, actually, yeah. Also... Yeah. On its own, it's it's not... Yeah, (laughs) I I wouldn't... Again, I wouldn't eat it on its own, but, um... My neighbours downstairs, usually whenever there's, like, an event going off, they usually make, like... Uh, these things which are like uh, they're they're like a they're like a cracker, and then it's got like salmon, a bit of like I don't know what it I don't know what it is on it, but it's got like salmon and caviar on it, and it's absolutely delightful. So like I'm so <laughs> What? <laughs> no. I was gonna be like, it's like talking about caviar, and then you're like, oh, my neighbours downstairs they make this. Uh... They make some caviar for parties. No, they don't make caviar. They make a thing that has caviar on it. They make a thing that has caviar on it, and it is delicious. Did you know you you bet? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know you can make your own caviar at home with plastic? Why is this? Why is this (laughs) Vic Reeves biz top? (laughs) I don't know. Thought of at the time. Our children putting their elbows on the tables. Well, 
what you can do, right, is if you get some wet cement and spread it on there, and then get bits of broken glass that I prepared earlier. Now look at that. Look, they're not going to put their elbows on that table no more. That's oh, lovely. There's a, there's a sushi place in Sheffield on, on Eki Road that um, I got, like, a fancy, like, um, chef's menu, and they come with little tasters, and one of them was this, like, salmon, like, sushi thing. But it had, like, Henderson's Relish Pearls on top. Oh, amazing! Well, anyway. <laughs> that was a, there was a moment from Tom there where he just went ASMR. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'd be useless at ASMR. I hate it. I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah, I don't really. I've never been able to kind of appreciate it. See, I think of all of us, I think that Emma has. Emma, Emma could have a genuinely have a future and a career in ASMR if she decided to go that way. Mm. Most likely. <laughs> By what virtue? By the fact that her voice is oh, almost hypnotic. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my voice is too nasal for ASMR. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Um, Ed, over to you. It's on the other computer. I'll have to do it next week. All right, we'll do it next week. Oh, I, I, I was waiting. Leave and waiting. If you want to, if you want to see exactly what Ed's on about, we have uh, got ourselves a thing that we can plug: Gridiron Extra, where Ed has written an article over there describing caviar fingers. So you can hear us talk about it next week, or you can go read it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I will. I will talk about it in lurid detail um, next week, but yeah, for the moment. So, yeah, no copy off fingers this week. Um, I usually like 99 with my plate, but I'll do with that. What was that? I didn't, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, it just sort of <laughs> caught out slightly. <laughs> yeah, all I heard was like 99 and a flake. I don't think <laughs> I, that's what you said. I, I, I usually like a, a 99 with my flake, but... And 99 oh, with your flake. He's calling me a flake for not having my numbers. All right, one second, man. Yeah, but the ni- no, no, the no, flake just... is the 99. The, what? Yeah, yeah, actually, to be fair, the rest of it's a Mr. Whippy. Isn't it? Yeah, the rest of it's just a regular Mr. Whippy. It only no, becomes a 99. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a 99, otherwise it's a Mr. Whippy. Absolutely not. You've taken the piss here, Sam. Yeah, you yeah, have strong no. fucking words. This is the breakup of the entire show. I will defend that the, the flake makes it the 99. No, but you're, you're like, oh, wow, I'll have a 99 with a flake. Because no, if you just order no, a 99, then no, like, do you want a flake? No. If you order a 99, <laughs> then you get the flake. Absolutely not. If you, order, that... if you order a Mr. Whippy... Or you order an ice cream. You, you, are they you will, going up they will to an you. ice cream man? Any self-respecting ice cream man and going, I can I have a Mr. Whippy, please? Just say, can I have an ice cream? You don't need to say, like, <laughs> can I have a Mr. Whippy? It already says it on the back that it's Mr. Whippy. Thank you. <laughs> good night. So you think if you just wanted an ice cream, you'd go and be like, hey, can I have an ice cream? But if you wanted an ice cream with a flake, you'd be like, hey, can I have a 99? Yeah. That is how it works. Yeah, I, is, I would do that as well. Actually. That is literally yeah. how it works. The 99 um, is no. the flake. Absolutely not. The 99 is the addition of the flake. I mean, they don't just well, give yeah. you a flake. Like, they <laughs> yeah. give you the ice cream as well. 
<laughs> but it's, it's Sam. The reason for this is because the ice cream with the flake was traditionally ninety nine p. Yeah. So the ice cream without the flake would have been less than ninety nine p. Maybe maybe that's because that's what my memories of it are. Because a ninety nine with, with or without a flake no longer costs ninety nine. No, it's usually like one pound twenty nine or something. <laughs> So I have good news on two fronts. And the first one is I can tell you a funny story. And the second one is we can do caviar today because it's all on the internet. Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, the first one I was about to say, is... why are we looking at your computer yeah. when we could just look at the article and get all the data there? Yeah. <laughs> I included all the data. It took me ages. Yes. Um, number one, yeah, the story is that there was a woman, like a sort of woman in her 90s who used to come around my parents' house was she with her ice cream van. She wasn't 99. No. Oh. <laughs> she wasn't 99. You know how, you know how normally... She wasn't 99 because like... she didn't have a flake in the cap. <laughs> she was just an 83. Um... <laughs> Can I 86 this joke? That's... That's... <laughs> Ed's, Ed's stories are like taking like the scenic route to a normal joke. I'm like Columbo. I get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what your stories are like. So, there was a, there was but a, just there one was more a, thing. Yeah, there was a grandma <laughs> that used to come to my parents' house. But just, just one more thing. So, <laughs> Go on, Ed. Tell us your story about your 86-year-old woman. It's nowhere near as funny now, but you know how, like, traditionally the sort of garb that you would wear? If you're an ice cream person, it's sort of like a tabard, right? You'd wear your, like, traditional tabard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hers was an actual flak jacket. <laughs> she wore a bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> she must have had some incredible core muscles. <laughs> no, honestly, this is not a joke. Like, normally, they wear a tabard. So I, I thought when I looked at her, oh, look, she's just wearing a tabard. And then I looked closer and it was made of fucking Kevlar. <laughs> <laughs> A Kevlar. Mean streets. Yeah, and Sam Sam knew Sam knows where I grew up. Yeah, on the on the fucking like leafiest estate in, <laughs> in Chesterfield. Yeah, just me and the old people. <laughs> I can I can tell when I get up your end because you start to see ivy on the houses. The more the more ivy is on a house, the more it costs. And so, but then. Until the house is like major, predominantly ivy, and then the value craters. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was about to say there's a definite fine line of ivy. <laughs> also, it's we call it the Ivy League. Actually, what? I said also it's wisteria. Actually, what? Mm. Is that the name of the plant? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm not a plant man. <sighs> I tell you what, you you look like you like a certain green. <laughs> That's gonna be nice for the listeners. Yeah. The Stiff Up Lip podcast does not condone <laughs> drugs except if it's for Eminem if he's about to write a new album. So wait, so you'd say if if Eminem was like turns out I'm not clean anymore, you'd be all in for Eminem. Well, I wasn't all in for Eminem, but I'd be like, all right, I'll actually listen to what you're putting out. And it won't involve the lyrics, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> Such a bad accent. Yeah, that's, thought... It's how he said it, though. 
I that thought it would get better on the second ha- listen, and it hasn't. That's legitimately how he says it, though. It's, uh, he's, he's past the point of any redemption. Like, as soon as he, like... It was when he went after MGK. That's that's when his career took a trajectory nosedive. MGK? Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. Because uh, he went... He went for him, and then Machine Gun Kelly made a, a diss track back at him in the whitest rap battle known to man this side of Texas middle school. Uh, I and... don't like that in this podcast, which is fairly representative of all of us, the only recording artists that have been mentioned are Cole Beasley, Eminem, and Machine Gun Kelly. John Cena also got mentioned. <laughs> yeah, can I... Can, oh, we, can, can we put to that... <laughs> can we put to bed just can we put to bed rap battles in general <laughs> just why you've got fists I expected you of all people to take well no I'm anti-rap battle because like yeah poets don't shokugeki no general... rap battle yeah <laughs> Well, poets don't like... tend to kind of eschew wordplay in terms of like <laughs> in exchange for violence. I think rap battles are an insult to poetry. That's that's my genuine I, I, reason. That that's so dumb. I'm getting a beer because I'm so <laughs> Sammy's incredibly irate, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm almost in his territory. What? So you you think rap battles objectively are a good thing? I don't think that they're objectively a good thing, but I don't think that they're as quite as bad as being an insult to poetry, which is in and of itself an insult to anything artistic. How dare you? Are you seriously going to take an anti-poetry stance? I, I, poetry is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poetry is kind of dumb. Yeah, It's great, but it's dumb. Hmm. I don't know whether or not I'd even throw that caveat in it. I think I'd just call it dumb. I actually think it's great, not dumb. Okay. <laughs> I just went with the sheep on that one. Wake up, sheeple. You know, if, in fact, actually, if you include the we should leave rap battles in the dust and get rid of the word sheeple, then I'll be all for it. It's yeah, like, okay. you know, in America, they have... Um, they add like little bits onto bills that are definitely going to pass so that they can oh, get yeah. their own legislature in. That is what I would do. I would add, remove the word sheeple from the English language entirely um, and then let any bill pass. That is my guarantee. You heard it here first, uh, first folks. If you want me to agree to something, say that it will also include the banning of the word sheeple. If you want to repeal bus passes for blind nuns, is that it? Uh... Yeah, sounds like a plan to me. Have you ever met a nun? I, I've never met one. I've seen one in, in, in the flesh, but I've never met one. <laughs> I've seen one on Sister Act, and she was having a great time. <laughs> Sisters are doing it for themselves, though. Oh, dear. See, this is what happens when we're left to our own devices. Do you, do you want to talk caviar? I mean, I'd I'd be happy to talk caviar. I was thinking, should we do more of the game that we were doing today? Um, Oh yeah, that might actually be good because we never actually got around to doing that. Um, For the listeners who weren't involved in the conversation, which should be all we'll do this this week and then caviar next week. Okay, all right, sounds like a plan to me, Stan. And.
Be back in the room. So for anyone that didn't hear... Uh, wait. Back in the room again. So for those of you that weren't involved in the conversation that me and Ed had earlier, which should be all of you, um, me and Ed decided to come up with a little game uh, which is basically around a Tony Romo quote, which was Ed. Patrick Mahomes, if he retired today, would be in the Hall of Fame. Which I thought, and Ed thought, was interesting, because who else, really, if they retired today? And none of these, like, guaranteed, like, oh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. (laughs) Adrian Peterson. (laughs) Probably Ben Roethlisberger would end up in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, you know, guaranteed. Phil Rivers has already retired, though. He retired last week. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> if Phil Rivers retired today, I'd be questioning his sense of how many concussions has he had. <laughs> um, Russ Wilson, maybe actually, Russ Wilson's ooh. a great, great first one. Should we, should we throw it into the floor for Sam to listen to as well? Yeah, I think, I think when After he's... he puts his blankie back on. I thought that that was going to be like a, a sort of flannel shirt, but no, it is just straight up magneto blanket. Hello. Hi. Sam. You're muted, by the way. You're on mute, and we've got a game for you. Uh, you've got a game for me? Well, it's it's for all of us, but um, we're not going to do caviar this week. We're going to play this game instead. We're going to do caviar next week, because uh, it can take up more airtime. But this game should be quite good. Uh, if a player was to retire today... Would they make it into the Hall of Fame? Um, oh. None of these, like Larry Fitzgerald, Adrian Peterson, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, like guaranteed Hall of Fame sort of deals, but like someone that's only in their like late twenties or maybe yeah. early thirties yeah, or something. Early thirties are a push. Yeah. So um, I'll start us off. Russell Wilson. I don't think he gets there yet yet yeah I'd... he's won a super bowl he's not missed a career game also like yeah it's interesting i think i think he's one of those ones that in a couple of years it's a it's a shoe in regardless of what he does but he needs more yeah. statistical footprint to get the voters on board. Yeah. Especially yeah, considering no, that it that. takes five years to become eligible and without that little extra bit, does he does he yeah. really get like that same level of hype five years from now? Okay. Who else has everyone got? Matt Ryan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the numbers are, you know, regardless of the kind of disappointing lack of success, the numbers are ridiculous. He's had one MVP. He's had three MVP-worthy seasons. Mm -hmm. He has. Sam, have you got anyone? Um, We don't just have to go QBs. Yeah, it can be any player. Yeah. I I don't know. You sprung it on me. Sorry, we can give you some time. We'll do another round. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do another round. Let me ruminate. Mitchell Schwartz. 
Yes. Really? Purely, purely because of the last Super Bowl. It's hard to judge our linemen, but if they if they are on a great team and they are pretty good at their job, then it means that they they get a shout. I think for a, for a stretch now of about four years, Mitchell Schwartz has been one of the best right tackles in the NFL. Yep. Okay. Whether that yeah. does that qualify him? I guess I would, but I have a natural a natural like for the guy. Hmm. Um DeAndre Hopkins. Oh no. Yeah, I I think until he until it, you know he's with a team that reaches that kind of upper tier, mm. I, I think it'd be hard to argue for it. You know, as mercurially talented as he is. Mm-hmm. Has has DeAndre Hopkins ever been sort of the passing yards leader in a season? He's definitely not been the passing yards leader. Sorry, the receiving yards leader. I'm not entirely sure. Because it was Diggs this year, wasn't it? So it he usually gets off. overshadowed by my next name, that I was going to say. Julio. Well, if you wanted to take Julio, then I would also <laughs> take one of the other names that stole DeAndre Hopkins' limelight a couple of years. What's Hannah saying? <laughs> She's the top She's... cat. Just admonishing oh. the cat. <laughs> Some of you come up with a name. Um, I was gonna say, I think it's probably. I feel like you'll both say no, but I think it's an interesting conversation, especially at the moment. Matt Stafford. We actually had this one earlier, and <laughs> I, I don't think so. But I would personally like him to be. Yeah, I think that he himself has earned it. However. The Lions haven't. The Lions and have spectacularly it. failed him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're both agreed terms, have they not? Or at least agreed to part ways. Uh, yeah. Yes, they are both actively shopping the asset very of Matthew Stafford. To, yeah, very interested to see where he ends up. It's, um, it's sort of the wrong year to do it in this year where you have like six draft eligible, argumentally first round QBs. Mm. But really then again, what? What year do you do it? I guess. Stafford needed to get out before the end of his career. And That's in that yeah. Detroit team, how many more years would he have had? Yeah. Well, Detroit kind of needed him out as well. Yeah. Uh, he's not terribly old, is he? He's like very early 30s, is he? Yeah, because he, he drafted in 2009 and he was young when he came into the league in 2009. I think, yeah, I think he must be 31, 32. Hmm. Um, so, you know, there's still... There's still some time for him. Ed? Khalil Mack. No. Yeah, I'd say no too. Ooh, really? He's got Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, but... <laughs> like, he's, he's undeniably fantastic. There is, yeah. there is no question around that. But... He's <laughs> saying that forever. I don't think that he's. I don't think that he's quite at the Hall of Fame level. I think he needs more longevity. I agree. He needs a couple more seasons where he's back to that yeah. early season yeah. form we had. Yeah, and more season. kind of. Because this year, didn't he only have like what seven sacks? 
he had he was in the highest sort of thing in pressures, but he wasn't getting he wasn't making it to the QB, but he was like right up there and the Bears D line was still very, very good. But mm. it did, yeah. His individual numbers weren't as good as they have been. Yeah. Um I think it's quite hard really when it comes to edge rushes as well, because the there are so many edge rushers in the Hall of Fame and you sort of have to then stack everyone up against that. Like, undeniably, J.J. Watt will be in the Hall of Fame. There is no question about that whatsoever. And there's probably not much question around, like, uh, uh, Terrell Suggs because they're up there statistically. Terrell Suggs, Von Miller. Von Miller, again. You've got you've to be in that, like, top top tier for so long to be in the in the shout really for an edge rusher for Hall of Fame, I think. Speaking of Von Miller, do we know why he's under criminal investigation yet? Uh, I didn't realise he was under criminal investigation. He is the subject of a criminal investigation in Denver. Wasn't it for suspected domestic abuse charges? Yeah, I think kind of the the reporting around it kind of points to that, but they haven't like he's not been charged with anything, and they've not said what the the kind of investigation is in relation to. Yeah, hmm. um, troubling. Yeah, hopefully there is nothing in that because I especially I if someone like that's such that. like a big personality like outside of the league. Yeah, like it'd be a, you know. It'd be a bad look for a for a league yeah. that's absolutely full of horrendous looks. <laughs> just to shot another one. Yeah, the NFL's just like a wailing wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bit of an old testament. It's, it's, it's the wailing wall, but if a female person walks past, it's just swing. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's us getting cancelled for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, you might need to cut that one, Sam. Sam just went totally Michael Thomas on it for a moment. <laughs> I had to cut. Um, I had to cut the bit where I said that you can't be racist to Italians. And now you're going to have to cut it again. <laughs> <laughs> Walks into my own mouse trap. If you remember, there was the there was the, the episode where you also criticised people with Down syndrome. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if it is, even if it is a horrendous thing for Von Miller, uh, such as personal things, I mean, the Hall of Fame doesn't really give two shits about that. No, OJ Simpson's yeah. the Hall of Fame. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the Hall of Fame has no moral boundary. Oh, okay. His bus could come and go as it wanted for eighteen years. Yeah. It's not like in baseball where if you make a gambling thing then you're immediately shunned for the next 35 years like Pete Rose. It's like if you have committed murder you may still make it in in the NFL. Otherwise, they, who would be in the NFL Hall of Fame? The glove didn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did. That's the, I think we, we can tiptoe around some subjects on this podcast but I think it's fairly safe to say that OJ did it. Yeah, it's it's entirely yeah. Um, yeah, it feels weird him having like a Twitter account now. 
It does. It feels very odd him having like a social media presence as though like, oh, but this murderer like just totally sweeping it under the rug like one of the highest profile murder cases of the 1980s. Cool. Yeah, and it's a lot of like he puts a lot of videos on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he puts a lot of videos to it that just I don't know. Feels like at the end of every video he's like wink <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit like here's my freedom wink yeah. um, um, I I used to watch Naked Gun with my dad so much and like I it's it was very near and dear to my heart before I learned that OJ Simpson was a murderer <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm just waiting for the day that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ends up in like some kind of high-profile murder case as well, and then I can scratch off like basically every comfort film that I've watched. You know, basketball. He's in that airplane. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is too nice. He is. Yeah. Do you think I could, when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is eventually embroiled in a murder investigation, (laughs) do you you think I could sell the headline Kareem Abdul Don Jabbar? To don't three uh, O Walcott this. <laughs> Do not three O Walcott this, Sam. I I think Kareem Abdul Gomjabar is don't cream of the crop. Don't jazz it. You're doing a jazz. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's how I made my million. Do you guys? Do you guys? Do you guys get that reference? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Maybe. Maybe you know. Maybe you didn't like get it. Get it. Because it's very funny, so you probably would have laughed if, if you, you know, you really got. It. <laughs> 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 I kind of laughed. Anyway, is that, what, is that the kind of thing you'd have, you'd have been wanting to receive for that comment? Um, I'd like some more kind of, you know, emotion and you know maybe a bit more sincerity. So I'd say you know, thirty percent more emotion, fifty uh, percent more sincerity. Can I just say quickly, you get what you're given and your buddy live with it. <laughs> or when, Take when it I'm, or leave it. When I'm fucking living it up with my Kareem Abdul Gomjabar money, you're not getting an invite to the space match. Okay. Me and Ed will just quietly remain yeah. wherever the fuck we're living. We'll be doing this podcast for the next 60 years. We don't need your space mansion. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here. Uh, I was gonna say I'll be like <laughs> I'm good man in football by then. <laughs> Serious point then before we wrap this up today. I, I posted a thing on Twitter earlier, initially as a joke, and then I thought it'd be an incredible thing. I'm sorry, Sam, to do this. Do you guys not think the football would be genuinely improved if one guy was able to bring out a trampoline to try and block a field goal? Yes. Have have you ever seen Slam ball, yes. Slam ball, yeah. it's brilliant. <laughs> Me and Ed were talking about slam ball once, like last or two weeks ago. God, I, God, I wish that was still a thing. Yes, yeah. if I only there were this... more sports that you could just implement, <laughs> like no rule changes, just trampoline. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I wish this was more dangerous. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, tennis. Trampoline tennis. <laughs> Imagine trying to play trampoline golf. 
<laughs> you have to try and catch it on an upswing, otherwise you just end up like <laughs> punching the ball downwards. Oh. You know what? I'd I would have been a lot more enthusiastic from day one if this was the slam ball podcast. <laughs> I mean when when the world stops you know, literally going to shit and slam ball comes back, we can we can have a slam ball corner. I if I ever get the chance to play slam ball, I might cry. Just for the record, Sam, I've seen you try an ollie. I don't think I want to see you on a trampoline. You, honestly, you should see me on trampoline. Well, like, it's, oh. when, you, when you're floating about in the air, all the kind of gangly limbs don't matter. You just kind of, everything flows. So it's like some sort of weird space octopus. My, my stepsisters used to go uh, trampolining because they used to be, like, in competitions and stuff. And they used to have a trampoline on the back garden and they tried teaching me how to do some of the stuff. So I know some trampoline technique. I'm just far too fat to implement it now. Just imagining Tom in like a gold leotard. Uh, you mean you ever imagine Tom in regular clothes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. If, Nobody if, imagines me in anything. I am basically a non-fixture. If, if you guys wrestled, what what kind of outfit would you wear into the ring? I'd I'd purposefully go very early two thousands new metal fan uh, who never really left that phase. You know, basically what? Jeff Hardy. Boots. Yeah, I'd purposefully be that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I sort of think that if if I think that my persona would lend itself to a sort of William Regal type character, <laughs> so maybe just like oh, like just a pair, <laughs> just some pair of pants with a Union Jack on them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I quite like you know those um, those like tracksuit bottoms. That say like juicy on the butt in rhinestones. <laughs> I, I could see, yeah. I could see you in like an enormous pair of maybe a singlet <laughs> underneath the tracksuit bottoms. Oh no, just the design. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm so I was looking out here like a a Sharon Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I, can, I can sort of see Tom. I think, yeah, Tom in a sort of like Sandman outfit. Well, the just thing like is, a regular I'd, guy. Like, I'd be so much. I'd tr- I'd purposely <laughs> try and do like the biggest parody of it because I think there is only one outcome for me, and it's a jobber, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it'd just be the same attire as Tommy Dreamer, except I'd be a worse. <laughs> yeah. I'd be the Gilberg Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Tommy Cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, I'm glad we're taking this as well.